Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. They put the G in LGBTQIA+, and they're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow the boys on Instagram at Gays Are Revolting Pod or join their Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting. Access their weekly after show at thepatreon.com forward slash Gays Revolting Pod and be sure to rate and review their wonderful show on the Apple Podcast app. Hello. Hello, mothers. Hi, How are you? Hi, boys. <laughs> Hello, boys. We're so excited to have you here. Yes. Our listeners are also very excited. They've sent us some questions for you. We're going to so grill excited. you. <laughs> no. Grill away. Effie yeah. and I are happy to be here and we're holding hands. But before we do, of course, we do open every episode with reads. With little uh, reads. Yes. So we're going to read our mums today. Mm-hmm. So my name is Thomas Jaspers and we are joined by my mum, Rose, who saw in the U2000 New Year's Eve by skinny dipping on Aspen. Beach in front of her in-laws, her own parents, her children, and most of her extended family. Hi, Mum! <laughs> Hi. A little bit of a contradiction in terms, skinny dipping. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Mikey, and we are joined by my mum, Effie, who, like a nice bottle of red, ages well with time. <laughs> Stop it, Mikey. Are we rating like That's your sweet. sons and us as mums? Because so far, Mikey's winning, and I'm oh, pretty sure he's ahead of the game. Mikey's always good at like the the nice, the nice reads. reads. Yeah. 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 I'm horrible reality. at a like sassy read. Yeah, we're so thrilled to have both of you here. Thanks yeah, so much I'm for coming so in. Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, now, so if good. you've listened to the podcast before, haven't you? Ah, yeah. uh, yes. And what do you reckon? Uh, what do you think? It's hilarious, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are so funny, and you're all. <laughs> You know, you all get along well. Yeah, we do, which is <laughs> nice. Yeah. And mum, I, I told you ages ago not to listen to it. And I thought you secretly were, but you just told us just, over dinner yeah. that you actually weren't. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of a technical thing. I, I have trouble with podcasts and getting the ones that I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was obedient at first. But, but I you were listening it. to the Sydney gays instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. probably. I, ha- I have followed it on digital stuff, right. <laughs> but actually listening. Um, so that looks really good. And I've, I've heard your um, granny 
Yeah, Granny Bingo yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, that was easy because someone gave me the link and I just had to cut and paste yeah, right. it yeah. in my brain. Well, I'll give you the link for this episode. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I can just share with my friends. It. So this episode, we're just going to go through and ask our mum some questions that people have sent in. Yeah, and some of them are ones that we yeah, we sort of had a chat. We realised some stuff that we've never. I mean, we both have good relationships with our mums. Yeah, but there's stuff that we never really have thought to ask no. since we've become adults. That's it. And then there's also some stuff that people have written in that they're keen to know from a mother and gay son perspective. Yeah. So. Should we get into it? Let's do it. So, Mum, Rose, yeah. we're going to start by interrogating you first. Mm. You're the, I was <laughs> more, I'm older than Mikey. I yeah. went first, so you get to go first. Oh, um, so, we're going to start with a, with probably the question that we received the most from listeners, but mm. also one that I was most excited to ask you when we came up with the idea for this episode. I've told my coming out story so many times, but I've never really heard it from your perspective. Mm. If I wasn't here, so if we're just in a so you're at work or whatever. And someone said, mm. oh, Rose, your son's gay. How did he come out? Mm. What is your version of that story? Yeah. So I, I don't really remember you. Oh, that's act- a good start oh, to the you- podcast. No. <laughs> Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was under here under false pretenses. Oh, no. Um, so so yeah. to me, the obvious public coming out story was your first comedy festival. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What was it called? I remember it was at the horse uh, it was called. Uh, it was called. Um, Always the Bridesmaid, Never the Bride. No, Something that was like my that? third one. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, no one, place, oh, that one, yes. No Place Like Homo. No yeah. Place oh, Like Homo. Cute. So that was kind of like the official it's out there coming yeah. out mm-hmm. for you. But I remember having a chat with you It's about sexuality and, and what you might identify to be or whatever. And yeah, you said, yeah. well, if it's important, I'm bisexual. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I said it out loud or it was just a loud thought in my head like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll let you have that for a little while. It might be easier. It was totally natural because, like, the other bootstrap we can get on with life. Mm. Um, and I think there was, like, are you going to tell Grandma and Grandy? Yeah, I'll tell them. I can't even remember if I told Dad I or think you I told asked, him. I asked you to tell him. Yeah. yeah. I was too scared. Yeah. Yep. So it was just locally out and about, I suppose. Yeah. And then you, your coming out story was the official At the comedy, comedy festival, festival yeah. really, because yeah. that's when our... Extended. It's actually when it gave permission, particularly for Tony. It was really quite difficult for Tony mm. with you coming out. So that was kind of like his official platform to go, it's okay. We've yeah. survived this and everybody mm. knows. And I think you were really clever with that because the story was obviously about your coming out. It was hilarious and mostly true. Mm. Um, and <laughs> you very much painted Tony as the hero. And all our yeah. friends were really excited because Tom's having his first gig at the comedy festival. This is a big deal. Yeah. And we had a huge group of friends going, like huge, yeah. and some relatives. And everyone was really positive about it. But I know Tony had this seething fear mm. of like, oh, what's going to happen? Something bad must happen because I've always learned that this is a bad thing. Mm. Even though I don't believe it in my heart, I have this feeling. Right, so we get there and he's like really edgy and the show's about to start. He says, I've got to go and put money in the meter. <laughs> and I was angry. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to be in here on time. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. And he sort of slouched down in his chair. And then as this story evolves and Tony becomes more and more the hero of it, he's like sitting up and looking around oh. and then the show was over and it was like, well, everybody, who's coming to the pub? Drinks are on me. He literally invited the entire <laughs> yep. theatre really? to a and pub and, and bought yep. drinks for everybody yep. at the pub. It was, the just it was so cute. Amazing. I mean, it's yeah. still there was still a ways to go after that, but yeah. that yeah. was I think by so that point clever. he'd sort of come to terms because yeah. I think I was 22 or 23. I think the last, yeah. I came out at 17 and that was, so, yeah. Yeah, and that was the last bastion for him. Yeah. Was like really being open with his mm. friends about. So. Well, okay, mm. so you mentioned you knew before the time I came out that, yeah. that obviously I was gay. How early did you know, or did you start wondering? 
Oh, was always obvious. Um, mm. So do you remember the yellow Holtonet gown with the feathers on it? The yes, I do. in front of the fan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with the microphone and sing yeah. ABBA songs. Yeah. It was probably... Voted off for neighbours. And I remember um, in prep when you had... Um, you did the chicken dance? Yeah. All the prep babies had to get there early and put their makeup on and you were so beautiful. And as you walked out, Mary, our best friend, was like, oh my God, Rosie's beautiful. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. But it was always on the cards, but I also never assumed that was the case. Yeah. Like I still yeah. felt that there was a time when you had the right to tell me about it. But, but then, it was but really then by the time I was hanging out with like my best friend very often and lots of sleepovers and that sort of stuff. Oh. <laughs> so, so it was very cute, my friends, Mary being one of them who I just spoke about, when mm. you were probably about 15, they had a little intervention, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they all came around for morning tea and they said, now, Rose, we've got to talk to you. Have okay. you really thought about the fact that Tom could be gay? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys are so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you did that. Yeah. And we just laughed and drank and then yeah, yeah. talked about something else. So that was that. But and drank at morning tea, so you can see where I, I love that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then from the – because we've got three boys and Tom's the oldest mm-hmm. and obviously Tony's very nervous mm. and we yeah. sometimes talked about it, sometimes not. So he set down the ground rules. Not allowed to have partners having sleepovers. Mm. And I said, well, you be very careful with that rule yeah. because whatever you say now, you have to do it. Oh, it's got That's nothing it. to do with that. And so Tom used to have lots of friends sleeping over, lots of girls. And Robbie, uh-huh. who is fairly different on that respect, he's, you know, the quintessential trader. He was like, fuck, I'm going to be gay in the next life. <laughs> woke up and then it goes into Tom's room. He's in bed with three women. Were you allowed to have people sleep over? Yeah, yeah. all the time. Mm. I feel like mm. partners. Uh, partners in my, like, later teens. Yeah, yeah later teens. Yeah, was, but no, it was... Older. And was that the same yeah. rule for everyone? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, 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 for sure. Like I, sure. like, I always had, like, all my girlfriends stay over and I was always allowed to go stay at my girlfriend's places yeah. before oh, yeah. I had come out. Mm. And, like, I think all the parents just sort of knew. Mm. Yeah. Like, but I wasn't at a point yet where I was ready to accept it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That, and that's what I always tried to keep an open mind, but I would have been really surprised if he wasn't gay. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. didn't want to make the call, but... Yeah. So and I, and I think that was one of the things that probably caused angst between Tony and I was like, I didn't like that. Yeah. Before having kids... I didn't know because I was very Catholic. You didn't have people sleeping over. Mm. And we were talking about partners for this rule. Mm. And I didn't know what that would look like in the future for me. But then you add this other red herring that actually the first one's going to be a gay partner, most likely. Yeah. That was an issue for me. It was just getting my head around, do people sleep over these days? Do you yeah. actually have sex before marriage? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter actually for him because he can't get married. No. And and well, that was something that had an un- yeah, underlying, that never kind of, resolved problem with yeah, Tony and I. That yeah. sort of leads me to my next question, which is about concern. So, Life as a gay man for someone my age now is incredibly different to someone who was my age when you were my age. Mm. What concerns did you have about my life once you had realised either pre or post me coming out? And did you ask anyone for advice when you knew that I was gay or when you started suspecting that I might be gay? I don't recall ever asking anybody for advice, really. I don't know, I think with all the kids, no matter what, we've just embraced mm. if, it, if it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt people, it's not illegal, yeah. which you could put an argument together. For that, that Depending what for time it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah what, what do you need advice for that for? Yeah. I did, I was really excited for you that you, that's it, cool, it's out there, let's move on now. Yeah. But I did worry that life was going to be hard. Yeah. That there's just associated that there's difficult things. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. I mean, I, I was born in 1986, which is obviously mm-hmm. the height of the AIDS epidemic. Has that ever been something that's been a huge concern for you? Should have been, shouldn't it? But no. I don't know. <laughs> just, yeah, there's no just rule. In short there's like no that. rule. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I know that a handle. lot of parents talk about, yeah. especially parents that had kids around that period of time. I remember having a talk to you actually about safe sex and you were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not fair and everything else. And I said, it actually, you're luckier than heterosexual people who mm. can pretend that that's not a problem. Mm, true. And it's just as bad a problem for them. At least you're mm. more informed. Yeah. 
But, you know, I, I think if you can separate from your family and go to a sec- STD clinic in non-English speaking European country. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mum did take me to an STD yeah. or to a doctor to find a cure for syphilis, I think it was, in, in rural France. Gonorrhea, I thought. Oh, maybe. Anyone. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. They're all the same. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've clicked Gonorrhea, the whole AIDS, like whatever. Pokemon, whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, obviously, the homophobic thing was the big one. Mm-hmm. How do you grow up um, in, like, what society going to be like? It was changing mm. already then. So, I had a, an optimistic view that it should be okay. I didn't envisage that he'd be such a, a, a leader in that area, which just like, oh, what a proud mummy I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'll tear up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I fortunately never really had been exposed to the horrible homophobia either. I had a, mm-hmm. I was lucky from that respect, but I was aware it was there. And, and you couldn't get married then. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it was totally different to mm. now, really. Mm. Still got a long way to go, I agree. But mm. so just those things of like, oh, you have a partner, you can't recognize that, you know, mm. you aren't going to have to suffer like the rest of us and be committed for <laughs> <laughs> being a different tax bracket, yeah. Yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I just didn't know how fair life was going to be for him. I think it's um, actually working out pretty well. I didn't realize that it already had been pretty hard for him. I thought he got through pretty lightly until he started talking about it when he was older. Now, we touched on dad, and we'll talk about dad a little bit more in a sec, but grandma has always been an amazing supporter of me and my life. She's yeah. A lot of my I friends aren't, aren't even out to their grandparents no, or at least I don't do. talk about it with their grandparents. Grandma, you bring her to a lot of my drag shows and a lot of my comedy festival shows and that sort of stuff. We've been on wonderful holidays where she's come to gay bars with us and that sort of thing. Mm. She's always been a huge supporter of me. How did she react when she found out and when you told her? And Yeah, pr- pretty much like, yep, yeah, well... That's, of course, yes. Stop with the kettle on now? Of is course, that it? yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Um, I think I told her and Dad together. Yeah. My dad's really interesting because he's um he's not going to be listening to this, so I can say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's turned like. into, he's t- you know, the quintessential grumpy old man? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the king of them. Um, and and he, was a, he was a convert to Catholicism, so they're the worst. Oh. They're like really Catholic. So yeah. Yeah. Um, he was fantastic. He just said, well, I don't agree with it, but... Yeah, he said he just said, but it's still Tom, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I would oh, say he's come sweet. even further since then. I mean, he's met my partners. I remember when he said a... to you, um, not that you've had a huge long string of partners. Three, mm. <laughs> three serious partners. Yeah. <laughs> three that they've met. Okay, and he, and he <laughs> pulled you aside the next day and he said, "Oh, Tom, I just have to tell you, I really like your friend." Yeah. And that was oh. kind of like embracing that. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do the dirty, and that's yeah, okay because yeah. I like him. Because yeah. I like him. It's all good. I think when I went out with Josh, he was kind of excited that he could see him on the TV and that actually. <laughs> was um, again another another. It was a, that was before the coming out story, wasn't it? Yeah, that was before the the, the But that also was good for Tony aware. because like his devotion to celebrity did him. In a way, was, it was actually good for our relationship because he could. It wasn't sort of a deep dark secret that you don't tell people. He could go to work and say, "Oh, you know that guy that's on that show? Well, yeah, that's, yes. yeah, that's my that's my son's boyfriend." So yeah, yeah. There's nothing, you know. That's got to be a good thing. And I don't know that he actually did that until people started saying to him, "Oh my god, your your son's dating Tom, Josh Thomas." Right. Be like, yep, and waiting for that boot to drop mm. and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Mm-hmm. So and then yeah, I, I think talk the about it more. Sammy, my partner, after that, yeah, they were actually incredibly close, and that yeah. was really good for him to realize that you can have a close knit family relationship yeah. with the same sex partner of your child. Mm. Um, I think. That was hugely beneficial for him. Mm. So he did have some major issues with homosexuality prior to me coming out. And I would say, at least from what I know, mostly Mm. due to his upbringing, he was in a very big Catholic, very poor family. His dad was an illegal immigrant and his mum was an orphan, basically, and they lived off very little money for most of their lives. And as many people from that socioeconomic background in the Catholic church 
were, they were devout Catholics and, and believed the Bible. Unconditionally. Down to the, yeah, unconditionally. Yeah. So he obviously had some huge issues when when I came out, but he's worked so hard to overcome those now. I would say we're, we're closer than we ever have been um, at this point yeah. now in our lives. But what was it like for you when he and I were at loggerheads? Like, I feel like prior to me coming it out, was we were really fighting a lot. Yeah. I, think I, I don't reason. think, see, that's the thing. It was more of an undertone. I don't think you fought at mm-hmm. all, probably. In, and he never did about anything because probably fighting was bad too. Yes, um, true. Yeah. And it was really hard because we didn't get each you other. You didn't fight, but you didn't get each other. And yeah. he had these really strong opinions and he could just mm-hmm. turn off and go, no, it's not like that. We both lived in the same home where I wanted my home to be yeah. really welcoming and you bring whoever you want, whatever you want, until I say no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how dare you be saying no? Yeah. I'm the boss of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was quite angry at him mm. and quite, this isn't mm. fair, this is wrong and it's your fault. And it wasn't until probably I came to the realisation that, holy shit, you've got it harder than me. You know, I didn't have to yeah. battle with demons. I didn't have a fear of this. I didn't yeah, have a fear yeah. of something that I absolutely adore. How do you balance that? How do you mm. work through mm. that? So massive amount of huge respect and it still wasn't resolvable <laughs> at that stage when I just came to that realisation, but it made it a lot easier to yeah. believe that we would go through a process and it would be okay. I mean, as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, dad likes Robbie better than me. Oh, really? That's how, that's how I remember it at the time. Wow. Um which obviously now as an adult I know is not true, but yeah. it was really – that's just – was it was a given. It was just a yeah. given that that's as an adult, you Mum know loves that, us all yeah. and Dad loves Robbie yeah. better than, than me because I'm different. I mm. um, didn't see that, mm. but now that you say it, it's totally obvious to me. Mm. But from my perspective, I didn't see it because what you probably didn't see that along with – I'm terrified I've got a gay son, I've been a bad parent, mm. was I'm a terrible parent, my kids are all losers. Hating himself. Tom's gay and Robbie's a drinker and God knows what Declan's yeah. going to be. So mm. although you had that obvious stigma that was a trigger to all of that, it actually was about him being a bad person. He could actually in his mind at times make that or be about the kids all being really bad. But that mm. was very, at the very... Early stages. Not the early stages, but at the most blackest of times. Oh, right. Sorry, the yeah. rest of the time, he virtually mm. covered that up. And that used to make me angry too. Like <laughs> when we was with Mr. Yeah. Hero of the day, let's all have a fair at the pub. I'm like, what am I? Chopped yeah. liver. Yeah. I'm here. I've <laughs> yeah. been here the whole time. Hey, it's, wait. Yeah. Everybody back here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I have so much admiration for people that can change their perspective on things later in life. It's yeah. similar with grandma. So grandma was a, a practicing Catholic mm-hmm. her whole life and was at ch- I remember always at church every Sunday. Yeah. And my uncle very tragically passed away in a, in a workplace accident mm-hmm. a few years ago. And grandma decided at that point in her life to question yeah. her, her belief system and that sort of stuff and go, hang on a second, am Amazing. I looking at this the right way? And that sort of thing. I have so much respect for people that do that. Similar to yeah. dad, who was able to sort of look at how yeah. life works and realise that it's he's not an awful person for having the, the, yeah, a the son fe- that the fear is of the unknown. Yeah. 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 Like he just was terrified because all he knew was that it was a bad thing. Mm. But they never defined what bad was. Mm. Yeah. And he had to experience it that it wasn't bad. Mm. Yeah, a lot of admiration for him. But I don't want to take away from how wonderful mm. you've been yes. my whole life since <laughs> well, day. Exactly right. But, but I have just confessed that in actual fact, I grew up a little bit, only a little bit, you'll see, yeah. um, <laughs> to realise that I had it really easy. And as far as grandma goes, of course she was always going to be um, accepting because she is a diva at heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know. She is a, she's a drag queen, oh, basically. Oh, yeah. And grandma was in a girl band when she was young. That's how oh, she was. She that's how she met, she met my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. He, he was he in the was army. He was a dashing army in the military and she was uh, the pianist in a three-piece oh, three, three dance band. Yeah. 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 Fun. Camp. So here's one that I really wanted to ask you because I've never really talked to you about it, but obviously a very close-knit family. Mm. Um, but Robbie and Declan, my brothers, uh, have very different lives to me. One's just gotten engaged, which is very exciting, only a couple of weeks ago. Is that public knowledge? 
Yes, oh, it's okay. God. Oh, okay. <laughs> And uh, the other one has a house and two kids, adorable kids, your first grandchildren. He's not married, Tom. Going no, to, he's not married. It no. sounds successful, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> As if they're bastards. Ever <laughs> um, but do you ever worry about me being the oldest and not having those things? Absolutely not. And I never, ever have because I don't know why people worry about I do know why people worry about that because there's mm. that old Australian dream. You've got to have your piece of land and mm. then you're safe. But that would mean also that then I would compare my success to them, my neighbour, or not my neighbour, but my friends at work who live in, yeah. you know, queue mm-hmm. with a really flash house. I don't see that. I don't measure success at all by that. And the reason they have their houses or getting engaged is because that's what they've invested in that mm-hmm. makes them really happy. So I'm really proud that they've done mm-hmm. that because that's what they want to do. But at the same time, I see you have invested an incredible mm-hmm. amount of your working time and your effort and who you are and finances mm-hmm. <laughs> into this really successful life that you have. So, mm. and you know what? The other bastards haven't got me on a podcast. That's, that's well true. Oh, that's very true. true. This could be my platform. <laughs> so really, yeah. they're losers. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, parents do not have favourites. So Effie, back me up. No, 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 no don't have favourites. That's favorites. a lie. That's no, no, right. no. <laughs> I, no, that's a full lie. Mum will never say it, but I know for a fact that I am her favourite. Uh-huh, I uh-huh, know right. it. I, I absolutely know it in my bones. Make him feel better about himself. No. Yeah, She'll yeah. never say it. And you know, but I it's know just it's to make true. the other kids. I say to everyone else too. So, I mean, I, we've been quite yeah. open about mental health and that sort of stuff, especially I think in the last several years. Yeah. But one thing that I've realised in the last few years is I've struggled sometimes when I get to hang out with the whole family at Christmas or, or birthdays or whatever or come down and see Archie and, and, you know, the grandkids and that sort of stuff. Even though you guys are so fucking lovely and so welcoming of having me there, sometimes I go home and then I get into this sort of darker period and it's a weird thing because I know you don't expect it of me and I don't even expect it of me. I don't want to have kids Isn't or whatever. It weird? Yeah. It's a weird thing where I sort of feel a little bit sad that I'm missing out. I don't know what it's like to have that stuff. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Not by you, but expected no, by, by society to do this thing and I don't really have yeah. a path that I'm supposed to follow. Yeah. 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 I suppose it's not established enough that, mm. you know, I mean, because your village is only allowed to get married now, so you don't know we're what We're working. Looks like I mean, and there is also a beautiful silver line to that is we're, yeah. we're laying down the laws of, I mean, Mikey's about to get, well, not about to get married, but you're going to yeah. get married soon and you guys get to decide what marriage looks like That's for it. you. So there's a silver lining to that as well, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, isn't that interesting? Whether mm. it's mm. you know laid down in our genetic material that mm. success at the end of your life is that you have an accumulation of wealth mm. and you've passed on genetic material in the form of human beings. So because mm-hmm. certainly that's not where our family ideals are. I believe. No, I don't think yeah. so either. No. And the thing about mental health is the older I get, I realise that you just have to live long enough before you have an anxiety episode that needs medicating. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, talking about mental health, one of the things that I've been work- which I've been very open mm. with you about and I've been working through a lot lately is what I went through at high school, which was an incredibly hard time for me. Yeah, um, so... so- from this retrospective viewpoint that I have now, it mm. makes me really sad to know how how bad it really was mm. because I didn't mm. I didn't think it was that bad, but I do remember. So when you were transitioning from high school, primary school to high school, because it's the things that mothers talk about. What school is your kid going to go to? <laughs> I don't. I've met the principal, yeah. and um, you had a massive um, and you boys promised me if I say something inappropriate, you're going to cut it. But yeah, you had yeah. a huge group of fag hags, as oh, you yeah. call them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, as I explained, Robbie was jealous of because. All those girls wanted to be near you all the time. And the feeder school was an all-boys Catholic school. And I was really worried about you going to that. I can't remember her name. Your best little bestie from high school. She was like... From primary school? Yeah. Tasha Mata. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Passed away. She was like, how... Yeah, really sad. It wasn't... It really... She used to say, how 
to her mum. Her mum was lovely. How's Tom going to be when I'm not there? Like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I get it. I know. It was really hard because he wanted a lot of choices. And I don't think you can blame schools anyway, totally. Mm. For you, who's not a boy who's gay yet, it's just mm. a boy growing up, yeah. to go to a different school, you'd have been the only kid that wasn't going to that school. And you were like, no, I want to go to St. Pete's. That's where everyone's going. I mm. want to look normal. Yes, that's so exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. And um, so I was like, hesitantly, you went there. Mm. First two years were obvious to me that you were a shipful. Mm. I got a phone yeah. call when you first school camp that you'd run away from camp and no wonder. And mm. I was like, right, I'm dealing with this. Yeah. <laughs> Rang the mother up. Mm-hmm. He's got to talk to me and Tom. Mm. Sent you off to a counsellor, which you hated, but I think mm. it was a good thing still. <laughs> um and it, but it was really hard because, again, you, you could only do what you were comfortable doing. Mm. What I thought you should do is a different thing. Mm. And um, there were things that I like, do you want me to talk to someone? Because I want to go down and rip. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that, how good would that have made, you know, stand out again? Yeah, yeah. Really difficult to manage. Yeah. But again, I did not realise quite how bad it was. Because and I think ad- a lot of that was me not letting you know because I yeah. didn't I didn't want to disappoint mm. or make you feel sad about it. And, yeah. and what, home was a very different place to school and home was safe. And by talking about what was going on at school meant that that was bleeding that into would the home bleed into life. it, right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm, that makes yeah. sense too. But we could have worked through that together. We could have figured it out together. Yeah, and Which we probably adult, could have as a grown-up, you realise, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's the nature of Yeah, of and, and, you know, pretending to be sick and that sort of stuff oh, because it was just such a bad The amount of times time. that I did yeah, that, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm sick, I can't go to school, Mum. It's yeah. not happening. And then I remember yeah, in... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Year nine. Yeah. By then you started, you met your first gay friend at school that I'm aware of. Yeah. And you had a really good friendship group. And mm. that was the girls and the boys that you still have friends today. And I thought at that stage, great. Mm. Got to see yeah, it. I think yeah. that's what it sort of started but it still picking wasn't. up a little bit. But that's also when some of the worst prejudice started coming out of, from people that didn't really give a fuck. Because yeah. as other kids were hitting their puberty, I think yeah. some of them started really hating. And see, that masked for me that what you were going through because I was like, mm. oh, he's got this group, friendship group now. Yeah. Mm. And they were strong. Brighty, I mean, they were really strong. Yeah. Strong yeah. Friends were, and yeah. um, Helen and Dave and, yeah. you know, all of that group, they're really loyal, strong friends. Um, and so I thought, oh, that's okay. Everything's all right. I didn't know that there was that other thing going on. Mm. Yeah. So we talked about me a lot, which is one of my <laughs> favourite topics. <laughs> well, just a few questions about you and your life. Did, oh, you have, okay. did you have gay friends growing up? Do you know, I was a really, really late bloomer. Like, yeah. boys, pfft. I'm hetero, just by the way. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, and but but I guess for want of better terminology, I really didn't have any urges till I was about seventeen. So it didn't occur to me that that was a really important thing in people's mm. lives. So I didn't right. notice. I have got there's a thing called gaydar. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah. I have got the worst gaydar in <laughs> yeah, the right. entire yeah. world. But also, <laughs> Which is probably I mean, like, why what my about uni and stuff? Going to nursing, did you have lesbian yeah. friends? So and- so um, definitely in high school, I didn't know. In nursing, it wasn't obvious to me as well. Again, mm-hmm. it wasn't important to me. So maybe yeah. that's. Why I didn't notice that, yeah. and also it still was in that generation where they wouldn't have been really that out there. Yeah, right. Um, now some of my very, very best friends, uh, same-sex couples. I know a lot of people, yeah. and the proportion there's a large proportion of the population yeah. that are gay. That yeah, are hang yeah. on, what's that whole thing? That are LGBTQIA plus. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, if they're all of those, then they're going to be a very unique person. But yeah. I'm just oblivious <laughs> to it. Yeah, we're putting yeah. the G. We're the G. You, but you're not doing the G. No, we're, no, not, we're doing not doing G. the G. We are, we G, are but the G. We're not doing G. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what about? And I'm going. We'll talk about it in a sec about aged care. But um, Noel, the chef. Uh, so mm. we for several years while I was growing up in in primary school, mum and dad owned and ran a nursing yeah. home, and the chef I found out 
since I've been an adult, Noel was gay. Am I allowed to? Is this okay to talk about him? Yeah, I suppose it is. Great. He'll he'll ring yeah. up and sue us because funnily enough, he's still gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh okay. Yeah. 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 Still a chef. Yeah. Um, so happens. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. the chef. Oh, we've only briefly talked about it since I've been an adult. Mm. Of course, as a kid, I didn't know his guy. I just yeah, thought he was yeah. fabulous, and I loved hanging out in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'd help him make scones and cook Love the it. eggs and all that sort of stuff. I remember you being very close with Noel. Like, yep. did he ever have much of an influence on your on your life and your understanding? So of I adored gay Noel, men? and I actually worked with him before that. He, he, oh, in right. a different working environment. He worked at the hospital that I used to work at, and then he came and worked for us. And I just loved him. Same thing, just mm. gorgeous. Do you know? I really didn't get it that he was gay. He was so camp. So he looked camp. like Freddie yeah. Mercury. He had oh. those tight. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh my god. How did you not know he was gay? And he drove just beautiful car and everything. And he, he was, had like a, he would always be in like a white just fitted t shirt and you know, a handlebar mustache. Did he have his early? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging out. Oh, gosh, you do have a bad game. I know, right? So that's what I mean. I'm oblivious to it. And that's not what was important to me. And his vernacular would be, oh, I've got to go out tonight. I don't know what frock to wear. And I just thought, ha, you're funny. Ha, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like me. I'm oblivious. Too busy looking after kids, mate. You know, thinking about, you know, what's going on. Yeah, and he used to talk about his friend. And I guess it was a. Although he was out there and it was quite mm. obvious and everyone except stupid people like me and you, you probably still didn't he, have boyfriends yeah, yeah, except yeah, to in, talk about it, yeah. in, in the workplace. gay bars or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so. You are a nurse. You're still a nurse. You've been a nurse your entire adult life. 39 and, uh, years. 39 years, wow. wow. I, I, was one, I was a prodigy. I started when I was five. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's, how, that's how old you are. Right? <laughs> uh, to all your listeners out there. <laughs> you dedicated a lot of your life to, to caring for others. Um, you did some of your early placements as a student working with some of the patients that had their first legal gender affirmation surgery in Australia. Yep. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it was First of all, it probably wasn't called gender affirmation surgery. No, it was no. called, well... I can tell what the name of the surgeries were, but yeah, I guess I, I thought it was transitional or something like that. But vaginoplasty, 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 yeah. and uh, breast augmentation. And these are the first legal ones. So people these, had had. So this was 1982, to, yeah. and it was at the Queen Victoria Hospital, and it was really interesting because I, I trained. Um, I was hospital based trained, and I trained at the Royal Melbourne. But they were doing the surgery, so I looked after. I can think of the top of my head five. Gender reassignment, do you call it? Yeah. I don't know yeah. now. So I remember one in particular, a very young 19-year-old, absolutely stunning. I could only – and remember, I'm Catholic. I'm still a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> not, not, not a lot of exposure to sexuality. <laughs> yeah. Um, to sexuality at all, let alone homosexuality and, and yeah, yeah, gender, yeah. transgender yeah. and all that kind of thing. So that was really quite good being naive because I didn't have an opinion. I didn't have yeah. a formulated yeah, opinion. Right. I was getting first-hand exposure to it. So this girl was 19 – about six foot four, the most thick, beautiful, shoulder-length auburn hair, massive Adam's apple and huge feet. But I could only, only identify with her as a female. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she had her surgery and God bless her cotton socks. Had everything ready, had a little post-op nighty ready that had a little paint mark right about where the Johnny was. And <laughs> the next day when I, she could finally get changed, I shouted, put this on. She's like, oh, my God, didn't think that through, did I? Look, it looks like I've got my period. And I was like, oh, darling, you know, you've gone through (laughs) so much worse than period pain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, she was in absolute agony and I was like really stuck at a loss. Like, I'll get you something for the pain. You know, you're just amazing. And, Mm. And she was like, no, this is what I really want. Mm. And, Mm. And for me to see that someone who needed something so badly that, Welcome so much pain with open arms to get mm. it. I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's just amazing. Yeah. Mm. I guess it makes you really realise it's not, you know, there's people saying, oh, they're just unwell on the head. That's yeah. more, it sort of Yeah, they just want to put themselves out there. They just yeah. want to make it all about them. Oh, my God, no, no, no. One, no one no. would do that. 
just and they're so 100% to seek certain that they knew attention. They, and if they yeah. did, then they really need to see a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the other, um, there was a woman well into her 60s who, you know that sort of crazy Phil Stiller type? Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Phil Stiller. Right? Oh, my God. Mom, we should... <laughs> With the references. Yeah, gay references. Into well done. A... Is that a great Camp, reference? Camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp, yeah. I guess. In my day, it was just a reference. Yeah. yeah but um, anyhow, yeah, lipstick up to the eye, you know, high and um, zany high and all yeah. over the place. And um, she came in and was only having a breast augmentation and had lived, lived her entire life. So this is 1982. Had lived as a female a... always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was her first surgical intervention. But, yeah. Mm. And was just so happy and loving it. Mm. And it was just like. And was oh, 60, hey. what? Oh, in her 60s. In her 60s, yeah. in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And lived her whole life as yep. a woman. Fuck. I think some people had um, friendly GPs who realised mm-hmm. what was going on. What was going on and that they'd be lucky to survive and not because of the war. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it gave them exclusion. It was a quarter from... murmur or something like that. A, yeah. a chest murmur that they would get away. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a wonderful experience to Re- That was yeah. really, I've been really blessed mm. with life experiences like that. And that's one. Yeah, I think I'm fondly quite often. What I am, I have seen, and I've got two people that I've seen it with, they were both um, gender reassigned. Uh, transgender, yeah. Thank you, transgender, yeah. I just thought, mm. oh, you're wrong. You I know. know. <laughs> yeah. You've lived through different yeah. phrases. Yeah. So they're both women. One, I was on an emergency call, and the reason the per- person had deteriorated was because of her prostate, which was still there mm. and was enlarged. And um, so it was real. <laughs> we didn't get it at first. We couldn't figure out why she was this sick. Right, yeah. And it didn't matter that genetically she was originally in a male. Mm. And so it was a change of thinking for, you know, because we, we have a decision tree mm. and mm. it kind of tripped us up a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we're starting to see that sort of thing coming mm. into the medical field. How, how how it is in nursing homes and everything, I don't know yet, mm. but be interesting to see. All I know is that they've opened up an LGBTI nursing home in Dalesford and I am already oh, saving to go there. Oh, I'm so God. excited to go there. Mum will want to go there. Yeah, yeah actually true. Yeah, yeah. see grandma. That. All the fag hags will want to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll still be doing granny bingo there. Oh, <laughs> I won't have to spend so much no. time on the makeup You'll anymore. Be an actual yeah. 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 So and you'll probably just call a bingo. Yeah. Well, Mum, thank you for being the first mum to get grilled on yes, the show. Thank you. Coming back in a Good second a with Effie's chat. Effie, I can't wait. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, so nervous. <laughs> you were great. You were absolutely like great. <laughs> so informative, you know. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Am I back from our little break? So we're gonna have a little chat with my mum now and see how much she remembers from my life. No. <laughs> Let's interrogate Effie. Let's do it. So mum, Effie, you are a Māori woman from the Tuhoi tribe um, mm-hmm. back in NZ, but you moved to Australia when you were about 16. Through your life, you have been a stay-at-home mum for the last sort of 33 years, um, and you've raised eight children and obviously many, many grandchildren at this point as well. And very clearly, our family is very important to you. I just want to know from your perspective, like, what was it like raising such a big family and tackling everyone's different personalities yeah. all at the same yeah, time? Yeah, that was a challenge, you know, <laughs> all the different personalities, but uh, I didn't have them all at once. No. <laughs> That's a good point. I just thought yeah, I'd just yeah. put that out there, right? Good, because my eyes were watering. <laughs> no, no. Like... But, um, yeah, uh, you guys are two years apart. Yeah, A couple roughly. years were a year apart. But I like that because... Yeah. You all kept each other company. Mm-hmm. One grew up older than the other, of course, and mm. gave the younger one advice and mm-hmm. helped the younger ones with homework, mm-hmm. Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart Always. he was. It was it was rewarding, yeah. you know, and it was, like I said, a, a challenge in itself, but um, mm-hmm. seeing them mature individually as adults today... I'm very happy how it turned out. That's good. Are you, you from know? a big family as well, Effie? Yes. Yeah. And you always knew you'd have a big family? Um, not really. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't think I would. Just so well, you had Mark and you thought, well, I can't stop. You know, they're so, <laughs> they're so good. You know? Can I repeat that again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've got the recipe it. right. <laughs> well, you know, it's like uh, getting your first tattoo. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. You don't well, stop d- at one. Yeah. Yes. You get addicted to I've it, apparently. That, yeah. Well, I do have a. <laughs> A cute little tidbit. So, Mum does only have one tattoo. Mm-hmm. Is it the? It's the left side of your chest or the right side? Right, right. Right, right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rose. Yeah. With a love heart in the middle mm. of it, spider with mm-hmm. surrounding right. the love heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was twenty-four. Yeah. And I had you. Yeah. Oh. So mum got that tattoo when she had me. And that's oh, the only yeah. tattoo she's got. Yeah. And she's got eight kids. Yeah. Oh, you really are the I favorite. Know. That's what I, I, said. I told you. <laughs> you would may would love Mikey. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. You know, dad dad reminded me about you know, the challenges mm. was really birthdays and yeah. Christmases and For sure. things like that. You know, all the expenses, school, school uniforms, yeah. shoes. Oh, my God. That's it. I'm having friggin' knit stuff. What's the age they difference? They were coming home from school with knits everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so friggin' annoying. Like, I can remember growing up, there was a lot of times where, obviously because there were so many of us, that we couldn't do all of the school activities and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mum always made it a point for me to be able to go to school camp. Oh, yeah. Because it was the one thing that I was like, this is the thing that I want to do every year. Mm-hmm. And, like, always, always made it work. Oh, which bless. I absolutely yeah. love yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we try to cater for every child. She just child. tried to send you away as often yeah. as possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all about the experience, mate. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And being away from home because we couldn't afford to go on holidays mm-hmm. yeah. or trips or anything like that. But I had really good friends and would take a couple of kids off my hands. Yeah, yeah. I want this kid. Well, not take them, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, steal yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> steal their favourite. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, I feel like there was a lot of times, like, growing up when we did go to social events and stuff where a lot of the parents would comment and say, like, oh, your children are so well behaved and, like, they mm. listen to you and, like... A, a little community. Yeah. You know? We, we all help each other out and this is how I... I want to bring my kids up, you yeah. know, helping each other. And they will learn to help, you know, when, when they move out, mm. learn to help other people. 
Um, so I wanted to touch a little bit on like my coming out story because I have a different version to what your version is. And we spoke about it the other night on the phone, actually. I knew you were a little bit anxious about coming on the show, so I just wanted to check in with you. What is your version of uh, how my coming out was? Dad wanted me to say. <laughs> well, yeah. duh, about time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I said, do I really have to I say love that? It. He's like, yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Right, because I love that. we wanted you to come out on your own as you did, but we always knew it. Yeah, yeah. And it was not only us. It was our friends and yeah. family mm. and even some of your siblings. Mm. Even yeah, who weren't so about nice it. about it. Even though they yeah. were nasty about it. And yeah. I pulled them up and got weak. Graham, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at what sort of age did you sort of realise? Uh, so that was two years old. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Did dressing he have up a, a in yellow uh, holster with the... Oh, no, we had a dress-up <laughs> yeah. kind oh, yeah. of thing, you know? He was rocking the handbag and the high heels <laughs> with his hoodie tracksuit, you know, matching. Ma- oh, oh my God, no. Really well. We have a photo of this. <laughs> no, yeah. I remember when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, to play with his sister's Barbies and she used to really get pissed off with him. Don't oh, yeah. touch my Barbies, Mikey. <laughs> no, Mikey's touching my Barbies. Yeah. He loved brushing hair. Mm. Loved watching me put on makeup. You know, just over the years, little bits and pieces came yeah. out. Never had a girlfriend. But then Dad mm. reminded me of, see, I think he did. Yeah. Once. Yeah. There was, there was and one. he was like about 12. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for long. <laughs> but he did have a girlfriend. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Tom had a girlfriend and it was quite obvious and it was in high school. Yeah. This was about year nine. I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh. I don't And it was suddenly on. Men, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this girl was brought home and Tony was just showering her with attention and oh. Tom was like, oh, oh you know, yeah. have you had enough to eat? Why did you come around for tea? Have you had enough to eat? And but the like, interesting thing, yeah. I'll put this out there though, that I tried to have sex with her. She didn't want to have sex. It wasn't my, it wasn't me oh, trying I was, to do it. I was going to talk about relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was, I yeah, think yeah. 15 at that point. Naughty boy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just trying to make sure that I was doing it. Was. Oh, you were doing it yeah, for yeah. yourself. Oh, that you were well, going. Well, I, I liked well, it. Well, that turned out you wrote a bridey and that turned out, and, and well, that yeah, all exactly. gave us, Mary only found that, oh my God, that was a revelation to us all anyway. Yeah. You say the R word. She says worse than that. Yeah, when I'm, not, <laughs> when I'm when I'm not on a very famous pod, podcast, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so so they came around and we were very this very normal yeah, family yeah. for five minutes and <laughs> and, um, and Meg was leaving and you were seeing her out like a gentleman tucking her in and giving her a kiss and whatever. And Tony's standing there and he's got his arms crossed and oh, his goodness. chest out. And he's proud as anything. His smile from ear to ear. And I looked at him and yeah. I said, "You're really happy." And he said, "Yeah." I said, "You think this is, means that Tom's not gay?" And he just Kept looking, face didn't change. Said, yeah, yeah. Don't burst my bubble right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I he always it. knew. We just had yeah, to go yeah. through yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I guess because like that was in a period so, where we had the grandchildren come and stay with us busy, for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um. So at one point in time, we had my older sister's kids come and live with us because mm-hmm. she was unable to look after them, mm-hmm. and that was sort of the time that I was coming out and being a reckless teenager, and yeah. I got away with a lot of shit. He did. He was a naughty boy. <laughs> well, he's got that angelic face. Yeah, of course, he did. I don't <laughs> know. No, never. Of course, you don't. Look no. at that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> had a fool. There's one thing that we've sort of touched on briefly a long time ago that I wanted to talk about. One of your brothers, so my uncle, wasn't sort of confirmed by the family. It was sort of suspected that he was gay. Very sadly, sort of took his own life, obviously, when you were a lot younger. Mm. Obviously, because 
the family didn't know a hundred percent where he was at. Yeah, no, his own he, sexuality. He never came like out. he'd never had a yeah. girlfriend or anything. Yeah, he never yeah. came out, but it was never sort of spoken about. Yeah. Like, how do you think that sort of shaped the family's idea on sexuality at that point in time? I, I was like eight, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like you were super young. Yeah. He was like uh, twenty eight when he committed suicide. Mm. Because he was a high school teacher, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was a teacher, yeah. you know, boys' school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was accused of sexual misconduct. Okay. Yeah. It was hard for my brother to tell me mm-hmm. tonight. Actually, I just spoke to him tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, he was really close, so. But he thinks, well, you know, he could have been still in the closet, sister, you know, and taken mm-hmm. it to the grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, it, it was nothing about, there was no white law. Involving the situation, it was all yeah. because it was all family and close knit, and mm-hmm. everybody was family. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he taught music and songs. He he wrote a lot of songs and uh, and he and he got along with the parents as well. Yeah, you know, so he was a great teacher and everybody loved him. Mm. Everything was good. There was nothing untowards. There was nothing bad about him said yeah. about him. Mm. You know, except for that. Yeah, I think it just got a bit too much for him. Mm. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Because he denied everything, you know, mm. and he was beat up for it, mm. yeah. and all that kind of stuff back. And you know, he was called gay. Yeah, you know, you're a gay molester. Yeah, but he hadn't he even was. come out. Yeah, you know, yeah, because he was 28. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't have a girlfriend, but he had a lot of girlfriends. Mm. Yeah, as my brothers were saying, you know, he yeah. had a lot of girlfriends. Yeah. Mm. Everybody wanted to be with him. So you say he was accused of sexual misconduct. Do you think he, he was guilty of that? Or do you think that that was people saying, oh, because you're gay, you probably do that sort mm. of stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I thought that. Yeah. But everyone in my family had a different story. So. Yeah, right. And he had a beautiful aura about him and he was a very sensitive soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the same way I feel about Mikey. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that sort of ties into like my next question is that I remember when I was really young, that you had mentioned Uncle Brimsey and said that you, like, I reminded you of him. Mm. Knowing his story, like, was there sort of any fears that you thought that I would suffer any sort of similar mental demons that he obviously went through? And, like, were there any fears that you thought yeah. that... Yeah, the, the, the stigma at the time was, you know, it was right. Yeah, I did worry about you. Did you have to put up with, you know, at school, your peers. Yeah, when I wasn't around... I wasn't there yeah. to protect you. For sure. That kind of stuff. Normal parent, you know, mm. stuff, you know. Mm. Like with you, Rose, you're at work. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And mm. you're not there to. And it's the same with your kids everywhere. And I think, I mean, you yeah. asked before about um, that I, I was totally happy when Tom came out, but I there, there was concern for his future. And funnily enough, it wasn't about your mental health. Like mm. I didn't yeah. know anyone who had, that it was such a demon that you would want to finish your, your life because mm. it's just not worth living with. Mine were concerns were more, and it had happened, and man, if I ever find these people, about being bashed, you know, mm. gay bashing was a thing at the time. And I mean, you've been followed and you've had a couple of incidents where it makes my blood boil. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you say, if you can't be there. But yeah, that that is horrible to think mm. that a lot of men have had such demons just mm. because there's that label that oh they called you gay because that was a, that used to be a derogatory term. It yeah. wasn't. It, yeah. It's not what it is now that everybody wants to be it? gay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's yeah, interesting no, that kids right. don't use. That. Apparently, kids don't use that as Isn't a derogatory term yeah. anymore. Because, because at the time, enough, it was the worst thing I could be yeah, called. Yeah, and then I realised I was it. I, and I was always amazed at school that kids in prep were saying, you're gay. You're gay. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, first you don't know what it is and how did you pick That's Tom it. out? He looks the yeah. same as all the yeah. other kids to me. Yeah. But as you know, my gay dad was shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like with you, Rose, I, I was 
really happy that Mikey had a lot of friends to mm. uh, fall back on mm. when I wasn't there for him. I made them welcome in my house and yes. uh, oh, they yeah. let me know how Mikey was going. Yeah. Mm. You and, know? Yeah. And oh, that's beautiful. Was Mikey a favourite with your friends, your women friends as well? Like the other mothers? Oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always everybody. feel like Tom was a favourite of the other mothers yeah, yeah. too. And so, yeah. you know. My male and female. I feel like especially like for a lot of my like friends in high school and like a lot of my gay friends because mum was so accepting that our house was sort of a safe haven mm. because there were so many kids around because my whole family accepted me for who I was right. from day mm-hmm. dot, whereas a lot of my friends' families didn't. They didn't, all. and that was pretty mm. sad. And so there was a lot of times where like like my friends would come and stay with us for weeks on end mm. and awesome, it was yeah. never an issue. Yeah, mm. I-, I wouldn't let them stay over at their house. No. Because, you know, yeah. Their parents yeah. weren't accepting and I said, well, yeah. you know, you're on to keep away from there. Mm. I loved it. It was great. My friends loved it, and they mm. still talk about it to this day, mm. how <laughs> much they love my mum. It's amazing. That must be why we bond. I think we're both from the same area. Yeah. We both grew up in the same area, but also mum's always always had the door open for, for friends. Yeah. And primary school, was like bullied for being gay, and my only two mm. friends were the only Asian student yeah. in the entire, because it was a very white, very mm-hmm. straight, very sporty kind of area. The two friends I had were the dis- only disabled kid in the area yeah. and the only Asian kid in the area. Yeah, and yeah. we just were sort of like at the little trio yeah. of random kids <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as I got older, you know, sort of became friends with a lot of other people yeah, yeah. that, you know... And, and quite interestingly, into... you've probably got the most well-rounded high-profile roles. The three of us, actually, yeah. Because <laughs> Bri- Bridie's yeah. now doing... She's, she's a Paralympian and, and, and Tasha and... sadly passed away. But And then I, I've like, been lucky enough to do this sort of yeah. stuff, yeah. But yeah, same thing, and, and maybe that's yeah. why we sort of get each other is that's we come a, from those very open, accepting yeah. families. Yeah, that's mm. right. Mm. I mean, his his brother, you know, is a big my older foot, brother, footy player, yeah. Mister Manny Man, yeah. Mister Blokey Blokey. Yeah. So do you guys you know, get on? We do now. Oh, yeah. You do now, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what? There was one defining moment that we always laugh about. Yeah. I was probably about fourteen or fifteen, mm. and I'd just come out, and my older brother Graham had come back to live with us because he was back and forth between our place and his dad's place. I can't remember what he was saying to me, but he was just in my face. And I just remember screaming at him, fuck off. And I pushed him. I pushed him from the dining room and he flew about five metres across the room and into the couch in the computer room and like slammed up against the wall (laughs) and everybody stood up. We were sitting in the lounge room, (laughs) the TV's over there. Right, and so we could just see it on the <laughs> yeah. left hand cool. side. This, Human what something came flying yeah. through, whacked to the computer chair. Yeah. We all turned left and went, yeah. What the? Yeah. <laughs> Stood up and. And, that kind of and Graham's lying there going, yeah. Respect. That little gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just shot off. I just went, no, yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> I think that that was another interesting time that I, I found, you know, what you're saying yeah, with Tony yeah. and I when we were at different, it, you know, how do we live through that? The same with you two. So Robbie and Tom, they're only 22 months apart and Tom's the oldest one. They were best mates yeah, before yeah. they went to school. Absolute best mates. Robbie went to school, discovered his entire family with dags. And <laughs> and so he found out we were all dags. And on top of that, where you had the whole, you had to live with being called gay and everything else, by association, yeah. he had to well, as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. And he knew firmly that he wasn't. Yeah. So yeah. he distanced himself by I think so, being yeah. an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Same thing with my brother. And that yeah. was really oh. frustrating. But again, as adults, yeah. uh, there's realize, total respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was funny because like, uh, like, after that moment I had with my older brother, Graham, all of a sudden, he had this like massive respect. Yeah, evidence. Too. Oh, my, my Mikey's girlfriend used to stick up for him a lot, you know, oh, and yeah. his sisters. You know, yeah, he was well That's looked it. after, even yeah. though mummy wasn't there most of the yeah. time. 
That's all right. Always busy and uh, had other stuff. Especially going during on. your teen years, eh? Yeah, but like yeah, when you really was, needed me, that was fine though. Like I just sort of needed to just figure it out on my own. But the yeah, other thing uh, is, obviously, you didn't feel abandoned because you both no. still had this beautiful, very close relationship. Yeah, yeah. it Absolutely. obviously was the perfect balance. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Very sweet of you. <laughs> I wanted to talk to your mum about Annie Jenny because obviously she is the only other outwardly queer person before I had come out. So she originally was married, had three kids, and then yes. later on in life came out as a lesbian. Yep. She'd come over from New Zealand when I was like 13 or something. And that was when I was sort of just discovering that I was like a little gay kid. And like, it was so good to have someone in my family so visible in my life being like, I'm out and proud and I'm doing my own thing. Before she had, like, come to see us, like, did you speak to her at all about, like, coming out and stuff um, beforehand? No. No? Like, was it, was it like, no. a bit of a surprise when she came out? I, I heard it on the grapevine. Okay. You know, through the family. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. But, but then when I saw her face to face, she actually did pull me aside and ask me what I thought about sharing her beloved. So it was just the two of us out on the street, drunk as skunks. <laughs> Of course, you got to get me drunk first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I pretty much said to her, you know, it's about time you were happy mm. yeah. exactly in your right. life. This is the first time I've ever saw you happy. Wow. Truly happy, yeah. Truly happy, besides having your children. Yeah. She kind of thanked me for that in a silly way. That's mm-hmm. nice. Got me another beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, <laughs> clearly you could sort of had an inkling. Oh, no, I was totally surprised. Oh, you were surprised about you it. You know, yeah, when yeah. I first heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't surprised in front of her, I had already known. <laughs> she just wanted to know how I felt about it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, But, you know, un- unfortunately, not, not everybody will feel the same way, yeah, you know, yeah. in our family. Mm-hmm. But it's all different circumstances, you know? there are certain parts of our family that are heavily religious. Yes, because We of don't religion. really get yeah. along with them at all because they force <clears> it upon us. <throat> um, and there are other factions of our family that are very accepting. And, like, something <laughs> else that I've wanted, how do you think that the rest of the family have like what their sort of opinion is of me being so openly gay as well. Mm. Like, Oh, they're proud of you, Mark. Yeah, like obviously very visibly online, I am very out and proud. Yeah, out and proud. And and, and it's not only because you're my son. Yeah. It's, it's because of you, mm. really. Mm. Your aura's great. You've got a great personality. Mm-hmm. You know, you're very I get, friendly. I got it from you. You know? <laughs> no. No, you didn't. Did you? Yeah. Anyway, it's not about me. I have a question. About, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Question, question yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, um, about religion. We've, talk, we've talked a lot about yeah, religion on have. our podcast and the influence, especially for Luke, Mikey, and myself yes. from coming from three families that had religious mm-hmm. roots. Do, do you practice religion, Effie? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. When I became an adult, I decided, you know, yeah. not to go anywhere. I still believe in a higher power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still believe that, you know, we didn't come here on our own. Yeah. Mm. But um, there's something going on, but it's not necessarily but we are a, all a the church same, you kind know? of thing. Yeah. Whether it was God, Buddha, yeah. An whatever. And mum, yeah. take whatever you want. Yeah, we really we went to church yeah. a lot when we were kids. I mm. kind of, am on, I'm guessing, we've never yeah. really talked about it, yeah. that was 
for more for my grandparents' benefit than yeah, your yeah. benefit. Um, it was a bit of my growing up too. I hadn't yeah. really figured out. Not do you to now? Grow. Do you now? Yeah. Identify as as Christian or? Um. Yes. I th- I think so. Um. So so growing up again, I was really lucky. I grew up in Catholic, strongly Catholic. Go to mass mm-hmm. every Sunday, mm-hmm. having the fight with my mother mm. about I can wear sandals because Jesus wore sandals. Also, I could wear a dress because Jesus wore a dress. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah. See now that's the thing. If I wanted to still go to church, I'd make. Them change. Yeah. So, yeah. so my my um not practicing in mm. Catholicism as it is today mm-hmm. is not about their attitude to sexuality because mm. I've changed mm. that. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. There's other reasons that are mm. even more sinister. For me, I was really lucky because my mum came from a very Catholic background, mm. as I told you, and and my dad converted. He was the worst Catholic of all. But my mum came from a very contemporary Catholic background too. Okay, so yeah. she went to her cousin's wedding, and it was a full mass in the Church of England, which they should not, as Catholics in those days should not have gone in that, into that church mm-hmm. she, and and her mother said to them you'll be going it's your cousin's wedding <laughs> yeah. be damned if the church is going to stop you make, make you doing that mm. and so she had a very open minded attitude to it I didn't go to Catholic schools yeah. um, because we always lived rurally I was um, an army brat so we moved a lot so I didn't have that influence okay. either of that really patriarchal brand yeah. of Catholicism yeah, yeah. so I actually really liked Mass and I, mm. and I loved the songs mm. yeah, yeah. and I loved knowing when to get up and get down and be doing this well with anybody <laughs> you know you gay guys these guys wear dresses oh, yeah. there is yeah. a show oh, there's a lot of similarities yeah. between the yeah. Catholic Church sermons and drag shows exactly so my youngest sister your youngest daughter, Bonnie, came out as bisexual. Mm. Not sort of like officially, but sort of just said... She came out to me, mate. Well, yeah, she that came out to official. you, which, that was which a big is official, deal which is yeah. amazing as bisexual, no, right? which I really, really loved it. When she came to me, she was just like, oh, my God, I have a girlfriend. And I was just like, oh, mm. sick, cool. Like, I love mm. this. This is great. And then I remember the next time I'd seen her, it had been a little while, and she's like, oh, my God, I have a boyfriend. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sick. <laughs> this is awesome. So when she came out, it was during the marriage equality postal vote. Obviously, as a mum of two queer children, mm. um, how did you feel about the postal vote when it was all happening? The people have spoken, mate. Yeah. You know, especially against, mainly against the churches. Mm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, these churches just start looking in their own backyards. Yeah. It, it did annoy me a lot. Yeah. That they had the majority of the say in anything. We were happy. Yeah, with the outcome. That the people of Australia could help pissed me off we had to vote for it. Uh, yeah. It was just like, yeah. Oh, and I know. It, it why did. isn't it just that we've come to our so senses would, and just yeah. go, oh, fuck, have we not always done this? Why, yeah. why, why didn't we let's do this from the beginning? That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I, so. I agree with what you're saying. Like, it's yeah. fucking awful that we had to go through it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. then... There the were some, and it, and it was a really hard time. And, and I think it was a hard time. Well, yeah, because we, we've spoken about it a few times on the podcast and how difficult it was for us to sort of see... Us being just, baited. Yeah, us being baited yes. by all these horrible people. And like, like, I'm very happy with the outcome, but the journey that we had to go through mm. to get to that outcome mm. was absolute bullshit. Absolutely. And it felt, but there was yeah. silver, yeah. silver silver linings silver in the moment where yeah. you would see the, the, people, the family people, members yeah. who you didn't the, expect. People who wanted to support you. Exactly. You know, didn't yeah, have yeah. a say. Yeah. yeah. 
There was you know, there was people you didn't expect from no. family and friends coming yeah. out and saying, "Oh yeah, and coming I support out." You. Yeah. You know, it was really yeah. lovely. Yeah. And kudos to yeah. you guys who survived it because I, I felt like the architects of that whole thing mm. were like, "This is going to fail, and we are yeah. sorted yeah, yeah. forever. We never have to worry about this again." And mm. you like, I feel That's like we can it. all sit there and flip the bed and go, "Ha ha." Yeah, fuck you. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last year I took you and Bon Bon to your very first Pride March, oh, yes. which oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. It was a really really hot day. Yeah, um, hot day. Thank you to Pride. Yeah, thank you to Pride. Pride. Yeah, yeah. What was it like <laughs> for you and Bonnie just being immersed in all of our Bonnie was in awe of everybody. Yeah. You know? She she felt I could see she felt very comfortable. Yeah. Besides it being really hot. Yeah. <laughs> so many people were there. And just to see the you know, smile on your face mm. and on Bonnie's face, it was yeah. a kind of different kind of freedom. Yeah. You know? That's why I wanted her to come. Because I, I was know. just like, she'd finally accepted who she is. I want her to come and experience this. Because I remember the very first time I ever went to any sort of like pride march or protest or anything. Like, yeah. I literally bored my eyes out with mm. like happiness being around so many queer people. And I really wanted to give that to her. And like, and I'm happy that you were there as well. Because yeah. like, my it, very first. it was a part of like my life that I wanted to share with you that you'd never experienced before. No. And I'm, and I'm glad you did that. Yeah. For great. me. Yeah. You know, you've got to educate me. That's it. Now, instead of me educating <laughs> you. Um, so, to wrap things up tonight, Mum, I have one last thing to ask you. So, what sort of advice would you give to parents who suspect their children are gay? And is there anything that you wish that you did differently throughout my life and dealing with my queerness and being a homo? <laughs> being a homo? Yeah. <laughs> um, I-, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I wish I had more time for you. Yeah. Probably about the only thing I'd change. But um, to parents out there, I want you to remember um, what you brought into this world. Mm-hmm. This little miracle that you brought into this world. This little child that you fell in love with, that's most important. And it will help you on the way to help you listen to them and, and be open. Mm. You know, be open to them. I mean, with, with Mikey it was easy. It was easy because we already had accepted him. For who he was first. For who he was. Being gay came second. <laughs> exactly. Being right. Mikey came first. <laughs> Falling yeah. in love with Mikey came first. If you're one of those parents that have a really hard time, I want you to pull out those baby photos. Mm. I want you to think about this baby that you brought up. You know, you brought up. You loved. You, you saw their first steps. You know what they like to eat. Mm. Yeah. You know what makes them laugh. Mm. You know, you put their first Band-Aid on them. Think about that. Love is love. And yeah. Are you going to make me cry, Effie? Yeah, That's I know. such a lovely sentiment. I know. <laughs> huh? Go, Effie. Yeah. No. What an awesome mum you've got. Yeah. Mm. Don't you wish you had a mum like that? What awesome mums we've got. Like yeah. Awesome mums. We're so lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks mums for joining Thank us. You, mums. Now, you're going to hang around for our 
after show. Now, this yeah. is how we, this okay. is, this is how we make the bang. Yeah. 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 No crying in this one. You've seen me try to get the... Uh, <laughs> it, what are you going to do? Well, basically, what we do is we do a little mini episode after each yes. episode. So people that have a bit of extra cash that would like to support the podcast um, get a little yeah. reward for, for giving us $6 a month. Now that That's the mum's warmed up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they get to listen to, to a little after show. After <laughs> so yeah. so what we're going to do with our after show, we thought it'd be fun to have you guys hang around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we're going to do a quiz game. Oh, God. So we're going to quiz oh, you on gay slang. So we're oh, going to give you oh, some gay slang nothing. phrases. I feel like you're both coming in from a level playing field. Uh, exactly right. So we're going to yeah. give you some, some, some gay slang yeah. phrases and you're going to guess. And the mum guess. that guesses the most wins the uh, inaugural Gays Revolting <laughs> Best Mum yes. trophy that we oh, will, we will find. I, to, to all those paying podcast people out there, can I please reassure you that we have had no warm-up for this. We have no, no, we did not warn oh, them about this. This is a surprise. No, yeah. I'm warming up. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you I wanna, do not know why. <laughs> I do not know the answer. Remember how to log in Google. Google is so, my yeah. friend. Oh, yeah, this is the problem is mum well, doesn't know how to do anything oh, on the internet. Okay. So I do right. bloody we can, so. We can, we, can, we can send you the link, bros. It's all right. So if, if you guys want to... trouble with podcasts. <laughs> If you guys want to tune in to our lovely after show where we play this fun game with our mums, please head on over to our Patreon page and sign up. And that's at uh, patreon.com slash gazerevoltingpod. Yes. Of course, if you want to follow us on our socials, they are... At Instagram, they are gazerevoltingpod, or at Twitter and Facebook, it is the Gazer Revolting. And we also have our private Facebook page that you can join yeah. um, and chat with all about other revolters, as yeah. others have called Which them. is really know. cute. People like posting in there saying, yeah. oh, I'm in Sydney this weekend, where yeah, should I go? Or, you know, all sorts it. of fun, lovely Join advice people give in there. So jump in there. And of course, we're about to record a live episode, which will go yes. to air after the one that people are listening to now. And Mikey, this is your last yeah. show in the studio for six months, but you for are promising yes. you're coming back. Back in January. I'm so to go with sad, angry, story. and jealous of everything that you're about to do for yeah. the next six months. But no, um, I love you so exciting. much. The last six months too. have been so amazing. Yeah. I think I've learned so much from you. I've learned a lot from you. And uh, I can't wait to watch your trip around the yeah, world with your lovely fiancé. But I'm bitterly jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll uh, see you in the yeah, after show, everyone. Now right. we all have to say bye in a really high But like, voice. we have to say like, bye! bye. All together. You ready? Okay. Yeah. I'll do one, two, three with my fingers. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.